celebrating the mistakes that all parents make. You're listening to the Shit Dad Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we turn you from lad to quintessential Aussie dad, talking about our fatherhood experiences along the way. I'm Cam. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And thanks again for taking some time out of your busy lives to hear about our experiences and share your own. This episode, we'll be talking all things postpartum depression in dads, and we're joined by a very special guest, friend of the show, Ashley. G'day, Ashley. How are you going? Hey, guys. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good yeah, yeah, outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's super awkward because we've just spoken to Ash for five minutes on the phone. That would be great. It's so good to see you. <laughs> um, we we <laughs> we're looking forward to getting a lot of expertise from you tonight. Um, so thank you for joining us. Um, and you actually came to us via one of uh, our listeners, our OG listeners, I think. Yeah. Um, your your husband Ash is that right? You both called Ash. We are Ash and Ash. We, yes. <laughs> Does that cause some confusion uh, with friends and family? Look, not really. We went to high school together. Um, so I've always been known as Chapo and he's always been known as Fenton. So it's only weird when we have to introduce each other to someone new. And I go, this is my partner Fenton. They're like, that's a weird name. I'm like, it gets funnier. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> You should just introduce one as Ash and the other as Lee. Happy days. Uh, that's what his family do. So when he introduced me as like, this is my friend, Chapo, his pop was like, no. And that's not happening. Chapo. <laughs> uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, before we get stuck into what's going to be a really important discussion for a lot of uh, listeners, hopefully, uh, we're going to get a bit of a story of the week. So I'm hoping... Ashley, that you watched the latest Blue episode this week on Sunday. Yeah, look, I have to admit, I haven't watched <gasps> that Bluey yet. We are, we're, we're only at 12 months, so we're st- strictly like Wiggles and Mickey Mouse at the oh, moment. Man. You don't need kids <laughs> to watch Bluey. Bluey <laughs> no, no I, sent these boys, I sent these boys a photo last night saying, this is how you watch Bluey, holding a beer, and it's just, just me. <laughs> Well, that, that's all good. We'll we'll kind of we'll talk you through what happened because it was quite an interesting episode, uh, mm. especially with the theme of what we're talking about tonight. So, uh, you boys watched it as well. Essentially, the the family went on a uh, beach trip, which we saw the previous episode, yeah. uh, and all seven minute long episode, the dad was just out of it. He was kind of not really saying much, just kind of staring off into the distance, phased out, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his wife told him a couple of times just to kind of get over it and. Uh, let it go. Yeah, let it go. And, and they never really explained what it was or what was kind of upsetting him. Um, and at the very end, uh, his one of his youngest daughter, Bingo, was upset about something uh, and they told her to bottle or take take all those different emotions, the sad the, and, the, and the angry and the upset, yeah. and just throw it away into the ocean, which she did. Um, and then had a, he had a little moment to himself, the old dad, and he did the same thing. So obviously whatever was annoying him, he kind of... Put into a ball and threw into the ocean as well. That's such a good perspective, hey. Mm. I've thought about that and we've used it once. We used it this afternoon and it worked an absolute treat. Honestly, he was just like, I've watched that episode. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, I'm going to try it. And then he like bottled it all up and he was about to throw it and I've just gone, ah, what are you doing? Throw it outside. I don't want it in here. <laughs> and he's just like, he started laughing and, and we jumped outside and it was all good. Um, but yeah, I... It's, it's hard to think what he was thinking about, but I think you're right where it's all about not being in the moment, sort of thing, having too much on your plate and it all starting to um, creep up on you. Um, I also think personally that he was thinking, because they were up at Karamundi Lake, up the Sunshine Coast, I think they were, personally I think they were thinking how, like they were stressing how long to leave it before having to sit in the southbound traffic on the highway <laughs> on the way home, the Sunday Arvo <laughs> traffic so just it, that was in his head and he just couldn't concentrate and yeah that was my thought yeah no, I think we've all been there like you know you've got a something with work you know hanging over your head distracting you from living in the moment and actually enjoying some of the time with your kids so it was a good good message for the adults as much as it was for the kids I think they're just Bluey's finally touching some more real like I suppose harder topics yeah you know like the one previously about you know trying to relax you know, the mum's trying to relax and the dad's just chilled out, you know, whatever, letting the kids do whatever. And the mum didn't know how to relax. 
And I think then this one is like, okay, now we're looking at a map, like maybe the dad perspective of how often I room. I, I looked at last night, I'm sitting mm. there going, shit, the amount of times I do that, like I'm so preoccupied mm. with pre-writing an email in my head or whatever it was, mm. and then I missed this awesome moment with with the girls. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's, let it go. It's good that they're addressing both sides of the yeah. story of both parents can get twisted off at some, mm. uh, some stage of the day. So Yeah. Okay, well, there you go, Ashley. We highly encourage you to check it out once once, once your daughter's ready. It's super relatable, hey? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the next thing we wanted to quickly mention, and this is a public service announcement for all the dads listening, Mother's Day is coming up in a couple of weeks, Sunday the 14th of May. So if you haven't already, have a, have a think. Order something online now so you don't have to think about it and you can thank us later. Bang. Honestly, in my humble opinion, if you are not asking your missus to tell you what she wants for Mother's Day, and then complimenting it with a box of chocolates or a glass, a bottle of wine, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's how you do it. Birthdays are different. You can sort of, I do the same on birthdays, but if you're not doing that for Mother's Day, you're going way too much out of the out of the box. Too so much. Just effort. be open to the hints. Are you saying? No, just blatantly say, <laughs> "What do you want? I'll get it for, get you. It for you," and then and sort then... of just go chocolates or wine on top of that. That's Ashley, what are your thoughts? What's your approach for Mother's Day? Is this your second one? Yeah, this will officially be my second one. I feel like I'm under so much pressure now because if I screw this up, there's going to be dads out there going, this chick recommended me. My Mother's Day request every year was like, I just want a new dressing gown. <laughs> Nice. I'm yeah. sick of like walking around the house in an ugly ass dressing gown. <laughs> <laughs> I want to feel pretty when I'm at home too, you know, like loungewear. Yeah. Um, and this year I've just asked for slippers. But look, you can never go wrong with something homemade, in my opinion. Like just if you've got a little one, a little handprint on a piece of paper, a big mess, love your mummy on it. That's what it's all about. That's, that's what good. Mother's Day is for. Birthdays, go big, get the Jewelry Nom, 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 nom. I was walking down the street in Mexico and an ambulance flew by with sirens blaring. As it turned the corner, it hit a bump and the rear doors briefly opened and out flew a small cooler or esky. The ambulance continued on unaware. A small crowd gathered and when someone opened the cooler, I looked inside and there was a human toe, which prompts the inevitable, what did you do? To which I find great joy in replying, I called a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked, but it's so good. <laughs> All right, enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> the real reason we're here tonight. Uh, Nick, do you want to get us underway? Yeah, correct. Okay, so um, once again, appreciate you coming in, Ash. We're talking about postpartum depression in dads. Big topic. We haven't addressed it yet, and it's super important because we we do talk about mental health quite a bit on the podcast. And um, I couldn't have, couldn't think of anyone better to come in and have a chat to us than a listener's wife who specialises in such subjects. So, Ash, please tell us a bit more about yourself, your business, and what you do. Uh, so since having a baby, I've gone into the private practice world. So I am a counsellor psychotherapist and I work with couples and families in private practice. Um, but before that, a big chunk of my clinical career has been working in functional family therapy. So working with families who experience domestic and family violence um, and working in home with the whole family. Uh, so engaging the parents and the children all in one session. Um, and I guess from that, I've always been passionate about men's voices in therapy. I think um, there's a lot of stigma around therapy and men and mental health and talking about what needs to be what needs to be spoken to in the family. And so I found where we'd get a lot of movement in families is bringing in dad's voice. 
and for him to have a voice that for our context wasn't abusive um, and could be heard and landed for the rest of the family and that's where we get a lot of change and then um, my interest in working with parents and partners was through our own journey of having a baby as well and in my postpartum period of course I sort of had an eye out for who was screening for mental health having an interest in that and working in that area and what I noticed was my partner was completely missed um, I, we were part of the MGP program so we had six visits with the midwife after we had a baby in our home um, and one mid midwifery student um, even just acknowledged my partner the rest of them couldn't even say hello didn't care if he was at the appointment or not um, so he was completely sidelined and the focus was on baby and I I mean rightfully so sorry guys women kind of trump you in the birthing <laughs> in the birthing space we yep. have done the physical <laughs> hard yards um, but you know dads are very much so experiencing trauma right alongside us um, and I noticed yeah no one was really talking to him and checking in with him and how he was and no one even with our friends no one really asked um, which spiked my interest as well and I sort of started going down the research line of it and that was pretty consistent um, in the research is that dad's perspectives of the postpartum period is feeling missed by the healthcare systems surrounding them. Um, and that contributes to depression in men, postpartum depression in men. And a lot of people don't realize that men can be diagnosed with postpartum depression as well. So yeah, cool. that's how I came. Yeah, nice. Interest in this area. So you say postpartum depression because they feel sort of missed and left out when it comes to recovery and um, the first few months of having a baby. And, but you also mentioned uh, post, uh, you, they suffer trauma um, alongside the mum. What sort of trauma are you talking about when it comes to that, um, like the, from your field and your perspective? So there's two lenses of trauma there. There's the direct trauma and secondary trauma. Um, so direct trauma is often when the birthing partner, more often not dad, is in the birthing suite and experiencing his own level of trauma. Um, that can be from a sense of helplessness, fear, not knowing what to do, seeing this really heavy thing in front of you, right? Um, birth is a really depthy, stressful space, even through a lovely peaceful birth <laughs> I don't know if there is such thing but you know even through the calm birthing it's a really stressful space um, and then add trauma on top of that it could be um, anything from fobs a heart rate decreasing doctors talking about going into an emergency caesar um, we had the experience of everything's going lovely a button is hit and there's eight people in the room and you have no idea who they are what they're here for no one's talking to you um, and the secondary trauma as well. So that's when, you know, more often than not, it's mum and dad left, left over. Bob might be taken to special care or NICU or anything like that. And it's mum and dad sort of left over and mum sort of confiding in dad and going, oh my gosh, this is what it was like for me, yada, yada, yada. And dad's just trying to hold space. And that in itself can cause secondary trauma as well, hearing mum's narrative over and over again about her experience. So when you have a loved one, someone that you care for, and they're telling you how difficult that was for them, how heartbreaking it was for them, that can cause trauma for you as well. Um, so they're the two sort of lenses that we that we look at um, in yeah in the sense of trauma, and then the impact ongoing from that is mm. is massive. Do you have any from dad's perspective? Do you have any sort of ways that they can deal with that sort of trauma and? Um things that they can practice to get through that or ways they can support mum through that trauma? Yeah, it's really just about listening. And I always talk about in sessions, like just sitting in the shit for a bit. Um, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but as you guys know, men are very logic. And so when you as, as mum sort of comes to your partner and go, this is how I'm feeling, the male brain sort of goes, this is how I can fix it. Fix it <laughs> Let me yeah. do this for you. And more often than not, that's not really fixing it <laughs> because we want to move through the yuckiness as quickly as possible. No one wants to sit in their yucky feelings ever. Um, 
And so sitting with the shit with people is really important. So just acknowledging each other's feelings and, and being there. You don't have to say much. You don't have to do much, but just whatever they need in that moment, a hug, a cup of tea, or yes, I hear you. Yes, I understand. That's really difficult. Something's validating. Really acknowledging that you're listening and hearing them. Mm. Um, that's massive. Um, we, we don't need to make it a big deal of like, say, X, Y, Z, and then do this and this and this, but just being there because especially when, you know, you've been in that relationship for a while and you plan to have a baby, you're their person. Um, and sometimes your presence is really enough. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. What are some of the, um, so the signs that maybe partners can look out for? Maybe it's either side, but obviously we're talking about dads. Uh, there's certain things that we tend to do as blokes that, um, are obvious when, when maybe we're going through some depression? Yeah, so oh, you mean from like mum's perspective yeah, what to yeah. sort of look out for? Or from a mate's perspective yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a bit of everything. Sorry, pardon? Or from a mate's perspective. Yes, yeah, so definitely um, withdrawal is, is a big one. Um, the repression and the withdrawal from normal activities. Again, we have that normal level of withdrawal as well. You know, you're not available to go to golf every Sunday now because you've got something to do. Um, oh, and damn. you might be, and <laughs> you might be available, but my partner's not available. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> you're not available to go beers all the time, all of that. But just in terms of like the, I mean, you know your mates pretty well. You know when someone's withdrawing yep. um, from the career and just really checking in and having not really asking questions that they can get away with you know instead of hey how you going yeah good thanks really asking those deeper level questions like how are you actually feeling today what have you done this weekend things like that um that people can't really hide from but yeah so the withdrawing i guess um a, a big thing in the in the motherhood realm at the moment is the concept of motherhood rage and acknowledging that dads can experience that as well, a level of rage, um, the sense of overwhelm when you're trying to repress a lot of your emotions because you're trying to be there and hold space for the whole family. Um, you know, that can build up and come out in really nasty ways. And it, it might not be towards other people. It might be in private, but acknowledging that rage and seeing that rage and seeing that build up in your friends as well is is really talk to it because the minute that becomes hidden is when it becomes problematic. Do you find that often with, with blokes obviously trying to hide as you know, or trying to mask this, you know, mask the withdrawing or, you know, mask, you know, all of those particular things. Cause I don't know, I think it's probably, you know, in, in our heads, it's like, Oh no, I can't feel that way. Or, you know, oh no, like you said, hold that space, hold it together for the, for the family. Um, you know, so do you notice, I guess, is there anything that they can do, you know, before getting to that or wives or mates? Like themselves? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah themselves, yeah. Themselves. Is it, yeah, is, you know, apart from them just sitting there going, yeah, I think something's wrong. Um, you know, like, I don't know, like, because like you said, there's not a lot of talk with, with midwives and, you know, how, how's the bloke going, you know, how's the dad going kind of thing. Um you know, like, is it, should, should it just be amongst everyone's conversations, checking in with the dad? A hundred percent. I think the first point of call is the couple though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whilst your partner is in physical and emotional mental recovery and still going through the motions in that postpartum period, you have a right to space as well. Um, I think that's really important to know as a dad, like, because I think in the postpartum space, particularly men think, oh, I don't get to, I don't get to have feelings here. Like she just went through all of this. Um, She's still going through all of this. This is really hard, especially then if you have maybe a breastfeeding mom, you're like, oh, she's up all night feeding. I can't really do much. I feel helpless on the side. What am I meant to do? I shouldn't, I should, how dare I say, I feel angry, upset, hurt, I'm worried. I'm really struggling with what happened in the birthing room. How dare I? Because I need to support her. Um, and I think it's really checking in with that. And she's also there to support you. And and she loves you just as much as well. So 
if you need that space, you can take that five or 10 minutes with your partner to sit down and go, hey, I'm not feeling good about this. Um, and she will be there for you. I love that. That's good. Hey, um, Ash, we, we put it out to the, the masses, um, our listener question for the week, which relates directly to what you've been talking about. And we asked on Instagram at shitdadpod, uh, what are some negative, well, what's a negative emotion or feeling that you felt after the birth of uh, your first first child? Or maybe I think it was just a ch- one of your children. Mm-hmm. Um and we had a, a number of um, a number of answers, but I'd love to get your uh, your two cents on them as well. So the a lot of the a lot of them were based on being scared, guilty, unattached, annoyed, um, and dealing with trauma, like you mentioned as well. Um, but the first one was feeling useless sometimes because Bub was so reliant on Mum. He softened it with a laughy face at the end of the the message, <laughs> but I, the feelings there. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I. Personally, I get that, you know, we're breastfeeding family and my partner's definitely raised that a couple of times with our baby, not taking a bottle, not taking a dummy. Um, I think the first point of call is what we call uh, the social construction around this, which is the social narratives that dads have to choose from. And at the moment, the social narrative is make sure you mix feed or bottle feed so dad can bond with baby. And there's this big stigma around the only way dad can bond with baby is if they have a have a go in feeding via the bottle. And so when mum is breastfeeding particularly, um, I think that's enhanced for dads to feel useless as such. Um, but I also want to empower dads and let them know that it's not up to mum to facilitate a relationship between you and the baby and that's on you. And babies are meant to have different relationships between mum and dad. Um, even if they are breastfeeding, there's, you know, you, yeah, you have useless nipples, but you have a hairy, warm chest so to, to lie on. Dad, you have so much more <laughs> than just feeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and just even that, like skin to skin yeah. is really important in that newborn phase. We, we know that. Um, but I think knowing your value and your worth that you have other things to offer as well, cool. even in the newborn stage. Love that. Uh, another one, there was a couple that were sort of related around feeling useless um, and very relatable because we've all felt that way at some stage. But uh, another one was absolutely hating myself for grieving a loss of social life um, while we had a happy and healthy baby. Yeah, that's pretty big. Um, I think everyone often talks about mother guilt, um, but no one really ever talks about the father guilt as well. And I'm guessing that sort of stems with going to work and as well you know missing out on time with bub and kids because you have other things to sort of tend to but then also yeah the flip side of wanting to hang out with the child be with the child spend time with mum and bub but also missing out on the things that you used to do and that sense of self as well um because what we what we've done before baby is who we are Mm. and when we stop doing things like that it feels like we lose a bit of who we are and I think in the postpartum period as parents um, both mums and dads we wait for our old selves to come back and kick in like oh maybe once the baby's sleeping through then then I can do this then I can (laughs) do that or once things have settled down I can do this and that and it just never happens it just never settles like something else comes around the corner Mm. (laughs) yeah um and so I think finding new things that contribute to your sense of self or finding a way that or other things that are attached to the family that give you a sense of identity as well so you're you're not losing your your sense of self and your identity you're changing your identity completely to being more of a family person family orientated person yeah yeah 100 percent uh the other one loss of time to look after yourself all energy is directed into the small people um yeah i think that one was more around that maybe gaining a bit of um sympathy weight possibly (laughs) the dad bod coming out (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's um yeah like i can i can even feel that you know we again pre-baby my partner and i were at the gym all of the time um and we were like we'll still go to the gym we'll put her in crèche 
No. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been to crash once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. All Run the things that you say pre-baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, like he used to spend hours at the gym with the boys and stuff like that. And no, doesn't do that anymore either. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that sense of guilt and that sense of um, I'm losing myself. I don't get to do the things that I used to do. You know, you just kind of have to, unfortunately, move through and find things that you can do mm. despite that. And changing that language is really important. So often we go, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do this. Um, but if you can change it to, oh, well, I can do this and I can do that, you'll be really surprised how much momentum you'll gain just from that little bit of language shift. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I felt that one right in the love handles. <laughs> um <laughs> There's another one that says guilt for getting angry at the constant crying and lack of sleep. That's a real one for real. Oh, yeah, that's like a generalised parent one, right? Because we, we, you know, we should be okay. We need to be the stable base for the child and we shouldn't lose our shit ever and we should know how to manage our big emotions and all of that. We don't because we're human um, and having that little bit of compassion is really hard. Um, I think it's it's not even the losing your shit in your moment. It's the the talk that follows you afterwards. Like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I wish I did better. All of that sort of stuff. You know, I've definitely witnessed my partner where he comes out after trying to rock her to sleep and he's got the shits. I'm fine, I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, you're not because I know I'm not fine either. Yeah. Like, I know what it's like when you come out and you're tapping out and you're like, you're tapping in, you're yeah. up, you're done. <laughs> Screaming to a pillow. You're not, you're not happy about it. You feel... Yeah, 100%. You feel a sense of shame. And shame and guilt when they follow you is so much worse, so Mm. much worse. The issue that follows it is when we feel shame and guilt and we don't want to feel shame and guilt, we'll cover it up with feeling angry. And that's where rage can come in. Yeah, right. Um, So having that compassion for yourself that you're only human, as long as Bobby's safe, then everything's okay. You can repair. Um, Repair is the most important part because... You're always going to step on landmines with each other from newborn till forever. But how you repair when you've had those blow-ups is really, really important, both from parent to child and within the couple as well. Okay. That's great advice. Definitely. I'm taking that one to the, to the, uh, the bank. Yep. Um, so the, another couple were very similar and um, it was more to do with the not feeling good enough. So there was one that said, that I wasn't good enough. And then the other one was my biggest fear was letting my kids down and it still is, but when my eldest were born, it was a thousand times worse. Um, that's, could that lead to a bit of anger as well? Trying to mask that not feeling good enough? Yeah, I think so. I think that comes from everybody wanting to show up in a certain way and having these ideas of how you show up pre-baby like you said in that one, you know, with my first, it was so much worse. So I think you get this sort of concept and this idea of I'm going to be this type of parent because we've all sat at the cafe, looked at each other and gone, could not be that parent. There's no way. My kid's <laughs> not doing this. I'm not doing that. Yada, yada, yada. And then they come and you're like, oh, shit. I'm <laughs> 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 doing all the things I didn't want to do. <laughs> right. Um, and you'll do that forever. Um, but it's, it's almost from our own judgments and what society tells us, how society tells us we need to show up um, as parents that places that pressure on us. And that's where that feeling of, I won't be good enough, but I need to let you know that you only need to be good enough 70% of the time. You have like a 30% window to royally fuck shit up and your child will still I love that. (laughs) (laughs) There's our episode name. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And then the I filled my thirty percent quota. <laughs> I get that daily for sure. Yeah. Before uh, work. <laughs> Maybe that's why dads were meant to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> the capacity to only stay to thirty percent just wasn't right. Um, and finally, um, one that was can relate to a little bit, but it didn't make me angry. I was probably happier about this. Um, not seeing myself in Bub takes after his mum in almost every feature. And I'm like, cool. 
Personally, I'm like, yep, happy with that. <laughs> I've got two girls. I don't want them to look at anything like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an interesting one, especially from like a mum's perspective. And you know, I know a couple of other mums that we have all girls, and all we get is they're so much like dad. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I hope not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Like he's a good looking dude, but like, what? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think yeah, that's a really interesting one. I haven't really come across that one, but like my mind kind of goes to maybe it's gone like too far. But like you know, are you worried that if you don't like one, there's that physical side of it. If you don't see you and your child, are you worried about infidelity or anything like that? Like that. Actually, yeah. That's a bit of a concern. Yeah. <laughs> but um, maybe we address that one first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like we all we all want to see ourselves in our children, and we want to see the best part of ourselves as well. So I I hope and I'm sure as our children grow, they'll they'll top and tail between each parent and what they sort of pick up from us, and we really hope that what they pick up from each of us is the best of us, not the worst of us. Too good. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps up the listener questions. <laughs> Did you guys have anything you wanted to ask Ash? <laughs> no, nothing more of mine. I've really enjoyed this chat, just yeah. uh, hearing your thoughts and perspective. How also having gone through it yourself yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and with Ash uh, and seeing firsthand, you know, the differences between men and women and, and how, you know, dads are kind of um, experiencing the first few months and years of of childhood so yeah no thanks for coming on it's been really fantastic and uh and obviously something that we're really passionate about we like talking about as well so it's good to have an expert actually tell us that what we're thinking and feeling is okay yeah it's been unreal ash thank you very much yeah thank you for having me thank you now before we let you go um i did give you a a quick warning that um we'd love to hear a shit mum moment if you have one um, which is something that's happened probably we'll, – we'll give you the whole year of Bub's life um, to come up with a shit mum moment because there's got to be one. It's 30% of them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, God, I don't have any. <laughs> like the only thing that I can think of is <laughs> – just the amount of like tsunamis we have experienced ah. as a child is like, mm. <laughs> traumatic and <laughs> level. <laughs> but I think like my shit mom thing comes from like I really started to take them personally. Like I was like, do I not know how to do up nappies? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every poop is like leaking through. Like again, yeah, we're a breastfeeding family, so breastfeeding poos are like next level gnarly like they were going <laughs> through the nappy the clothes up the, the back car seat. yeah yeah like th- but through the car seat like on time, i'm so glad we had like a leather protector under there but like we went through four car seat rotations in one week oh. <laughs> like, and oh. i was taking it personally i was literally calling my parents going I think I'm the problem. I don't know how to do up nappies or something. Cause like every time she's just shitting through, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Double bag it. So. <laughs> you buy the one size bigger. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a three and then a four over the top. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard of that. We, like we were changing nappies overnight, like two or three times just to make sure there was always like yep. fresh nappy, ready to go. Oh, it, it, yeah. It's been quite traumatizing mm. in our house. But I think, um, my, I guess, yeah, my real shit mum moment comes from just one time when there was a big Konami and it was in my partner's car. Brand new D-Max, by the way. Oh, had all the windows the down. <laughs> all the windows down, like, I'm not smelling this in my car. <laughs> Freaking out. And he's dry reaching and then vomiting. Because oh. we're taking my car to the mechanic. So I'm not in the car. I'm in the car behind him. And we pull out at the front of the mechanic. He gets the child out of the car. He's holding her and just 
<laughs> she's screaming because she's so traumatized and i'm yelling at him going get your shit together <laughs> you need to fix this <laughs> and he's like i can't i can't and i ran away just left her with me in the gutter with just shit everywhere <laughs> and i didn't i didn't even have a baby wife that's how bad oh. because i cleaned my car ready for the mechanic oh, and no. all i had was my leather wipes because wiping bub down with leather wipes <laughs> from my car and i'm like what kind of bum and i don't have a baby wife <laughs> They're pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Does the job. She smelled like, smelled like new car smell for the next 24 hours. Yeah. That was good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was just one of many Poonami stories in our household. That's real good. That's yeah. like mm. the calibre of story we're after on the podcast. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> good. I'm glad I met everyone's expectations. <laughs> You're going above and beyond, Ash. Awesome. All right, well, if you're, if you're happy with that, that, fellas, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks very much, Ash, for coming on, and we'll let you go and get an uh, early night's sleep. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. See ya. I appreciate it. Thank you. Love your work. See ya. Oh, not that, the D-Max. That, that makes me upset. Well, <laughs> this is the dry reaching got me, hey? <laughs> just, such just a, such windows, a weak guts thing to do. <laughs> windows down and then he's out there. I could just picture him just holding the baby I out. I can't get how That's so many awesome. – there's so many dads that are just – they've just got weak guts. <laughs> As can't handle spew, poo, like – Spilt food. Yeah, 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 I just can't deal with that. Sometimes it's some of those shits though are next level. But and if that, you if you watch the uh, the YouTube videos of like Dad's dry reach, oh, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's, that is, that's next level. That's that so funny. good. Yeah, I like that. All right, that was awesome. So we're going to round out the rest of the episode with a little bit more lighthearted stuff, um, but always obviously good to get stuck into um, some of the more serious things. Uh, so Nick, I hope you've got your trivia sound bites ready to go. Mm. I'll have a look. Yeah, good. <laughs> Do you know stuff? Time for Dad Trivia, where we learn about the life of Dad by learning stuff you never thought you needed to know. Tonight's topic, Aussie Trivia. Oh, yeah, okay. There's no multiple choice today, boys. It's uh, just a just, fucking all or nothing. Okay. All or nothing. I can deal with that. Yep. All right. So I've got – oh, look, what did I go to? I went to seven. Seven, because the last two were just bonus. Okay. All right, because <laughs> they just tickle my fancy. Lock it in. Let's all right, it. here we go. Ready, boys? Number one. When an Aussie tells you he's going to bend an elbow, what's he about to do? Have a beer, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. I was just going to say wipe, wipe his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going with the beer. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I would have given you wiping the ass because that's fucking awesome. But yeah, drinking a beer. <laughs> All right, here we go. Another Aussie slang. What does it mean by having a bow peep? Having a sleep. Sleep, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, well done. Good. Don't Didn't even five. know. Yep. yep. All right. Here's an interesting one. Right up your alley camo. Sports. <laughs> Why was Australian football invented? When? Why? 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 Oh, sorry. Fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give convicts something to do. It was like based on the Irish game, wasn't it? Aussie football? Yeah, Gaelic. Gaelic football? Hmm. Yeah, I said, but why was it? it? Was to keep the cricketers fit in the off season. No oh, shit, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, didn't know that. Mm. All right, here we go. This one's just in here because the fucking answer's awesome. No one's going to get it. Before being named Melbourne, what was the city known as? Cooktown, Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look, I read it as Batmania, but it's Batmania. Named after John Batman, who built a settlement on the Yarra River. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's cool. There's like a bunch of uh, Batman roads and things. Yeah. And oh, is that? Yeah, 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 cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense now. Yeah. So cool. I just, that was, saw the answer. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <Batman>. All right. <laughs> What's the more common slang term for fish frighteners? Fish frighteners? Yeah, fish frighteners. Oh, oh shit. More oh. common slang term for them. Lure? No, I was going to say, no, I don't know. 
<laughs> Budgie smugglers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. I went fishing. Yeah. yeah, I went straight to fishing too. Yeah, but there's a fish frightness. Yeah. Or more like now. bait, the little worm. <laughs> 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 All right. Here's the bonus ones because they're just unreal. Which former Australian Prime Minister set a beer drinking world record? Has to be Hawke, doesn't yeah. it? Bob, Bob Hawke? The goat? What was it? What was the actual record? It was Hawkey, which yeah. just comes to my next question for you. Okay, yeah. How much did he drink and how quickly? Wasn't it like 97 yeah. beers or something on a flight? Or was that... I'm yeah. thinking Andre the Giant or Shane Warne. No, that's, Shane Andre, Warne that's Andre the Giant. Was it? Oh, yeah, Andre the Giant. Was it in a cricket match? No, oh, it was back at his uni day, I think. But it was in the 90s. Oh, it was... He drank two and a half pints. So it's 1.4 litres of beer in 11 seconds. So I wasn't even close, but that's still very impressive. <laughs> Fucking two and a half pints in 11 seconds. Oh, man. Bring him back. Yeah. He's not the goat, he's the pelican. <laughs> he did. But also, then Andre the Giant drinking 97 beers. That was crazy. Yeah, oh, what? Like, one beer to him is like a tenth of a beer. It's like, it's a, like a It's yeah. a little thimble. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, boys, well done. I hope you enjoyed my Aussie trivia. It was very obscure. Perfect, but now it's time for this. Meep morp zip zorb. One zero zero one 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 zero zero Skynet. Chat D A D. It never gets not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it comes on, I start just doing little beep pop beep 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 pop pop. So chat DAD, time to ask AI some fatherhood gold because we all know robots are all in on taking our jobs. So each week we ask a bit of advice from chat GPT or as we call it, chat DAD. So obviously I mentioned before Mother's Day is coming up. Mm. Yep. So gift ideas. I asked for some exciting and unique Mother's Day gift ideas and some suggestions were pretty lame. Personalized photo book, customized jewelry, spa day, cooking class, virtual experience. Because chat, chat GPT can't be like vulgar. No. Yeah, no so no. it can't be anything Unless funny. You, you can trick it, but yeah, it's a bit hard. Um, so that's a bit lame. So I said, let's, uh, let's do it if your mum is a Star Wars fan. That's good, yeah. And what it came out with was, yes, some pretty cool Star Wars things, but all quite sexist. All to do with the kitchen. So. <laughs> Lights, hey, this is what ChatGPT says. Lightsaber chopsticks, a Star Wars cookbook, a Star Wars apron, and a Star Wars instant pot. Fuck's sake, ChatGPT. So, it's 2023. Yeah, pull your head in, Chat, yeah. ChatGPT. I want to see uh, a freaking, one of those things the stormtroopers ride, but a lawnmower. Get yeah. that for month. That'd be sick. And the final one was, all right, just give me some really weird stuff. Uh, a mum who's into something quite odd. So some... Some good ones were just some bizarre artwork, weird books, unusual jewellery. I'm like, no, oh, that's not exciting. Uh, but then the best one out of those was strange taxidermy. <laughs> if your mum has a morbid sense of humour, she might appreciate a piece of strange taxidermy. You can find a taps- taxidermy mouse with wings or a squirrel riding a tiny bicycle, for oh example. Oh, my God. So or there an ex-pet. <laughs> that's that's like too dark. <laughs> It's a pigeon rat. <laughs> Simpsons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Except they were alive. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Oh. So thanks for nothing, chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, that's good. I've got a couple of good good Mother's Day legit ideas there. That's good. I'm just going to uh, go dig up my old dog. Yeah. And just uh, taxidermy. <laughs> 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 May not work very well. No. Uh, but now we're going to continue our book of the ABC of shit daddery, what not to do. So each week we're bringing a piece of shit dad advice for a letter of the alphabet. And this week's letter is going to be P for postpartum depression. I've got to stop wasting time and fucking doing a serious one. Fuck. It's not supposed to be serious. I know, but I always do a serious and a funny one. Okay. And my serious one is like so much more thought. Yeah, nah. Yeah, right. I thought I thought it was meant to be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens. We're not here. qualified to give actual <laughs> advice. No, it's not advice; it's just experience. Um, oh, yeah, true. And this also is what happens when you don't listen. Mm. Do you want to? Uh, oh yeah, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. So I said, P, being proactive. So be proactive, or you know, just procrastinate until the last minute, like everyone else. Yeah, good. 
Love it. Mine was pretending. So it's always fun to pretend with your kids. Like you can pretend to be an astronaut or uh, pretend to be Spider-Man or you can pretend that you're not really their father. <laughs> <laughs> I was going that way as well. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's good. What do you got, Benz? Uh, mine's not that good. Um, but, yeah, I bought the dad advice that changing pooey nappies doesn't last forever. But poo jokes do. What's big and brown and behind the wall? What? Humpty's dump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> wow. Oh. Really, uh, you know, we, we raise the bar at the start of the ep and then we drop it right at the yeah, end, don't we? Yeah, that's the way to go. We get the serious stuff out of the way first and then and then kick on with the fun stuff. It's good to have a serious listen and then have a laugh after because exactly. it, it just brings you back. Yeah. brings you back to reality mm-hmm. and poo jokes. Yep. Now it's time for this. Shit Dad Story of the Week. We're going to fix that. But it's good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got, mate? All right, so mine, a uh, little story. So took took the two down to Sandgate for a walk along the waterfront, you know, between um, Miss, oh, I'm going to say Miss Four. She's almost four, was scootering. She decided she didn't want to scooter anymore. So she was just walking along the edge. So I was just pushing the scooter beside her. So it just wasn't even the edge of the water. It was just the edge of the path, raised a little bit. Walking, mum was down on the grass trying to get to the cafe near the pool there now. So she was down there oh, probably a good 15 metres away. She's there walking with me. She did something like stumbled a little bit. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. I'm like, putter, what did you say? I said, fuck's sake. Oh. And I'm like. Miss like, <laughs> like, Four said that. Yeah, and I'm like, no, 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 we don't speak like that. She's like, what? It's not bad work. Hey, mum, is fuck's sake a bad word? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and she's like. Joe just kept pushing the pram away. <laughs> you don't say that. Hey, whose well. kid is that? <laughs> I can see you. I just jumped in the water. <laughs> but I was like, I swam to Redcliffe. <laughs> it's like everything, every time, it's like, no, that's about, you don't say that. You only adults say that when they're not, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, always going, Mum, is fuck a bad word. Oh, or, that's good. But yeah. it was just dead set. And I was just like, people just like straight out. Because we were close enough to the cafe yeah, and that yeah. cafe's always busy. And I was just like, it was just the best moment. I'm sitting there going, fuck. <laughs> fuck's fuck, sake. Fuck's sake. <laughs> fuck's sake. Awesome. Yeah. And you get all those parents at the cafe. Oh, yeah. no, non-parents like yeah, we used to be, yeah. like oh. Ashley was saying. Yeah, just yeah. judging. My, my kid's never going to yeah. talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep, let's go. What do you want? You can have the biggest chocolate milkshake you want here. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. We've got a, uh, a listener shit dad moment this week. Cool. So this was in the shit dad booster yarn on Facebook. If anyone wants to join, please do. Uh, this is from Christopher. And he said, last time we play a game of nudie Rudy before showers for a while. This doesn't even show the damage for treading in it without knowing and tracking it up the carpeted ha- hallway. And he <laughs> shared a picture of just a... It's a neat little poo on the carpet. <laughs> Just and, a nice little package. And he says, as a bonus, me on my hands and knees, in my undies, scrubbing shit out of a carpet with a toothbrush, surely got my wife's engine going. So <laughs> <laughs> Very descriptive. So on the workbench after the work stench. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we took the kids to the bike shop to get Mr. Seven fitted for a new bike for his birthday. And um, my on my bad part, we forgot to tell – oh, sorry, not we. I forgot to tell him that uh, big boy bikes don't have the pedal brake. You know how you pedal backwards to, to stop it? Um, yeah, so cue major tantrums when he couldn't um, – major tantrums and panic when he couldn't stop. Uh, and it was just like – <laughs> he decided to start going around in circles <laughs> until he figured out how to stop. And then he's just like, nah, fuck this. I'm just going to try and put my foot down. And he forgot. He st- sort of used the handbrake and then he's like put his foot down and thought, oh, this is a bit heavy and just fucking dropped it. He's gone down with it. Like it must have been an absolute scene for anyone walking past. There was like limbs everywhere, people slipping over bloody puddles of tears, dad swearing his head off under his breath and veins popping all through his neck. Oh, mate, it would have been an absolute nightmare. Um, Was that still at the bike store? Yeah. Yeah, so they gave us a test drive of this bike. So we've gone around the back of the store to have a test ride of this bike and he's had an an absolute mare 
and uh, I didn't deal with it too well either. So that's so my shit. That scratch it up and said, "Oh, that's not for me." <laughs> yeah, that wasn't from us, mate. No, no, hey, this mate, is brand look, new, sir. No, definitely not from us. I hey, think... mate, look at those scratches. I mean, it's definitely worth a discount. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like throwing a can of beans and getting a fifty percent discount. <laughs> Oh, okay, my. Oh, <clears throat> just a quick one from me this week. Took the kids yesterday. Had them. Had the two oldest ones. Took them in the beach trolley, which is just our mode of transport these days yeah. around <laughs> the suburb because it's so quick and easy. Yeah. All right, jump in. Let's get out of the house quickly before lunch. Uh, yeah. All right, quickly, just jump in. Yeah. No, you don't need shoes. Whatever. Go up to the park. Go on the in the uh, swing and the old slippery dip. And as soon as we get there, the kids jump out, run around, run around with no shoes on, <clears throat> sitting down, and I look down and I can just see smashed cider glasses everywhere. Oh. Cider oh. bottles, oh. sorry. Yeah. So oh, I'll, uh, no. I'll ask summer's bees everywhere. And the kids are running around having a great time. I'm just like, oh, God, all right, I've got to pick you up. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know where they are. They would have been everywhere. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, next time you go to the park, maybe take some shoes. Yeah, just... <laughs> Even if it's pluggers. Yeah, you know, anything. Yeah. Shame when those fuckers smashing those bottles. I know. Yeah, Bloody I know. youths. Bloody yeah. youths these days. Summersby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Drink something decent for fuck's sake. <laughs> I just pinched it out of dad's fridge. That's <laughs> been left there. You know, from a dad, a you got two mums. That's <laughs> <laughs> just been left there at a party that no one's touched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the after party. Just sits in the fridge until, hey, mate, you want a beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's a really good one. I bet they're four years old. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that's it for another week. That's that's a great episode. Awesome, that was um, really good. awesome to have Ashley on. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, any final thoughts before we head off for the night? Yeah, boys. I wrote in. Take some advice from our mate Bluey, and throw away your problems a little bit more often to ensure that you can be as present as you can Daily. be. Daily. That's good that. advice. It's hard enough. Like it's hard to to notice that you were doing it, but when you do notice it. Like you don't have to physically fucking pull your shit out like they do on the show. Mm. But just go, you know what, nah, put your phone down, walk yeah. away, something, and just live in that moment with your kids because yeah. you'll forget about it. They'll make it better. Yeah. Unless they drop a turd on the carpeted hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're okay going to clean it in your undies. <laughs> uh, I had, as much as it doesn't feel like it, parenting is more, like, uh, is more than shouting out the window ten times that the kids need to come inside uh, at the end of the day. Only to give them five more minutes every single time because it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> it's, parenting is more than that. And uh, my departing bit of advice jump online now, go to Amazon, find a Mother's Day gift, order it online, and you're sorted. Get express delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, good. All right. Well, thanks again uh, for joining us for another busy week, everyone. Uh, we'll be in your ears this time again next week. Have a good week, everyone. See ya. See ya. See ya. Whether you came for some dad advice, a laugh or some dad hacks, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Please get involved on our socials at ShitDadPod on Instagram and TikTok or ShitDadPodcast on Facebook and, of course, the share line 07 30 40 95 45. And support the guys who keep us rolling, Black Property Group and Anytime Fitness Griffin. Add value to your house with your dad bod out. And don't forget, whether you're here for your kids daily or not, be present wherever you can because we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood for the kids.